1: In a space full of strangers, discussing best advice, and the issues of the day, and we want to talk to you, and you may not want us to, we're still gonna talk to you. No matter what you say, talking it up, talking it up on the TTR podcast, talking it up, talking about issues, talking about real important issues, talking it up,
2: talking it up on the TTR podcast, TTR podcast. talking about chest hair and crazy cool medallions, yeah, yeah,
1: what? Grant, <laughs> do you want to say something else? <laughs> Oh, no. uh, you know no, we've I hit don't. a new high <laughs> with some BGs. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Thoughts That Rock, the podcast about exchanging a couple pieces of life-changing advice that we squeeze into about a half an hour or so. Yeah, and listen, it doesn't really matter what format
2: you're mm. listening to us. It could be Mm-mm. Radio Addict. Yep. It could be Stitcher. Yep. It could be, let's say, Overcast. Oh. You know what would be cool is if you could just take a moment... To just go right down to the bottom of the list and find the part where you put in the rating in the review. That would be so cool. Just give us a rating and Five, I don't know, just a couple words. A couple
1: words. As long uh, as those words are amazing. Very positive. Awesome. Yes. yes. If you're going
2: to put negative, just don't do it. Don't Ignore do it. everything I said the last that's, 20 seconds. That's
1: exactly right. Listen, Thoughts That Rock supports Cannonball Kids Cancer in their fight for finding treatment options for kids who've been told there are no more options. What CKC actually does is they help identify and fund alternative treatments. Uh, they're saying is if they can't find a treatment, they will fund a treatment. We love them for that. Check them out at CannibalKidsCancer dot org. They
2: are amazing. Listen, we know how busy you guys are, mm-hmm. and I bet you life is coming at you at about one hundred ten miles an meow, hour meow, and. Meow. You know, just trying to step away and find a little bit of leadership in your life is probably hard to come by. Yep. And, and we know you're probably listening to the show, but you're probably doing something else at the same time. Perhaps right. you're, I don't know, scrolling mm-hmm. through your John Varvedo's closet on Poshmark. Ooh, I love it. Maybe you're using a boomerang to play catch with yourself. <sniffs> oh, my eye. Or maybe you're digging a hole for the body. I got a ditch. doesn't really matter what you're doing. We literally want to be the 30, maybe 40 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Let's do it. Ba-bum. Our guest today is Carol Dover, who is the president and CEO of the more than 10,000 strong Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association, which I know as the FRLA, and she's been doing that since 1995. First off, Carol, welcome to Thoughts at Rock.
0: Thank you, Jim. Always looking forward to talking to you.
2: Yeah, us too. I mean, I've been talking about you uh, to Brant for a while and, uh, you know, to be transparent here. I've known Carol for many years and her her awesome husband, Walt. And, uh, you know, just I've known you through several industry events and and, uh, been lucky enough to stay at your fantastic little equestrian farm up there in Tallahassee uh, and I, I'm sure you won't remember this but you turned me on to chicken salad chick believe it or not this is the first oh time I ever gosh. had that at your place so
0: I do remember that That's uh, funny.
2: I, I went right out and bought a tub yep. while I was in Tallahassee <laughs> before I drove home to central Florida That's so funny. we will um we're obviously going to have Carol's uh, entire bio post in the show notes but I did just want to point out a couple cool highlights because her background is just crazy uh, unbelievable first off she is, by admission, she's a professional association manager. She's a lobbyist. She's a former government executive. Um, Brant, get this, she was the assistant director of the beer industry of Florida. So we start with that. that. That's
1: almost almost queen here in the United States. (laughs) Exactly,
2: exactly. (laughs) And then (laughs) she was also the uh, deputy chief of staff for Florida's governor at that time, Bob Martinez. Uh Um, First woman to serve as the chief of the Bureau of Fire Prevention in the state's fire marshal's office. Um, President, CEO of the Florida Outdoor Advertising Association. She she can't keep a job, apparently. But (laughs) look at all these awesome (laughs) industries she's in. And, And obviously, you know, not just sitting on a lot of national and international boards. But like I said, I think you're... Your current role, Carol, just running the FRLA and representing the state's 112 a billion with a B hospitality industry, and that that really represents, I think, something like 1.5 million employees, and is just, yeah. you know, the largest industry in Florida. I think it's the second largest industry in the U.S.
1: Um, Carol, know, when are you going to decide to make something? Yeah, hello, uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, given my topic today, I love the fact that you said she can't keep so keep a job. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> only had this up. last one for uh, you know three decades, That's and right. is probably the most influential right. voice in the state. Right. But yes, we 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 want you to aspire to more. <laughs> well, what is a uh, you know we we obviously do things a little bit different here, and as we uh, as we said before the show started, Carol, it's uh, you know we we don't do the long interview format. We love to give our fans, our audience a really good piece of advice. So we're just gonna leave the floor open to you. So what is your thought that rocks?
0: Thoughts that rock number one well like I said given your uh intro, <laughs> which thank you for that. <laughs> Um, mine is to leave a legacy to be proud of and, and believe it or not, yes, I, it does look like I've maybe moved around to some pretty cool jobs, but I think that's probably because I'm just old. Maybe that's (laughs) the explanation. (laughs) I, because honestly, everywhere I stay with the exception of the short stint in government, which I, I had planned on that being, I, I do have a hotel and restaurant degree and, and when I when I was asked by the governor to serve as the first uh, also the first woman hotel and restaurant director and the youngest ever, um, I was really dumb and naive at that time. I'd been at the beer industry for 10 years. I'm incredibly loyal. And I said, no, no, thank you. I really like my current job. And I. Um, and then I got a phone call from a senator and he was like, when the governor asks you to serve, the answer, Carol, is always, always yes. yes. <laughs> I think you missed that part of your training. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I think at that time I was 28 maybe. Um, so, you know, I did take the short stint in there. But my husband will tell you that um, I think everybody should have dreams and goals and, and, and never think that they're too big and, you know, Um, ostentatious, you know, I mean, always strive for the ring. And Mm -hmm. my husband will say that I had my eyes on this job from the time that I was born. Um, Obviously uh, that's not the case, but I did have my eyes on, on this job, probably way back in, the beer industry days, I fell in love with association management, and I I always wanted to. I thought, how cool to run a trade association that was what my degree was in and what I grew up in, which was the hospitality and tourism industry. Yeah. So the Lord, you know, gave me the gift, and and here I am, 25 years later. Um, but I'll tell you why I picked this topic is, I think one of the biggest challenging things for me in this job has is the fact that so many CEOs are in and out so fast. Mm-hmm. like about the time you, you feel like the the learning curve is is starting to flatten out, they're gone. Yeah,. Yep. And then you start all over again with the, you know the history and how we got here and why this is important you know and it has happened to me so much in this career. But Jim, as you know, I've been incredibly blessed in that my team, this, is, this the success of this association is not about Carol Dover. Mm-hmm. It's because, and I say this all the time, God gave me one of the biggest gifts I think any leader can ever be given, and that is the, the knowledge to know to surround yourself with people who are far smarter and better than you are. Mm -hmm. And I truly learned that gift early on in my career. And I've done that. And I have employees that have been with me 32 years. I mean, that literally followed me from the governor's office through the administration. And now here, um, Dan Murphy being, Mm -hmm. you know, one of them. And you all know Dan pretty well. He's my senior vice president of membership and, and corporate relations and so we've both been in this position 25 years but i i I think my least senior um senior management person position has probably i don't know maybe 15 years something like that 12. um and and the and the real blessing is that even those who have been with me that not the full 25 years two of them were in the bush administration and i was blessed enough by governor bush to help place them in one was the alcoholic beverage director richard turner and and then jeff lukeman hotel and restaurants um i i promised the governor i wouldn't steal them yeah and so they spent (laughs) eight years there but those eight years were more valuable to the industry there than they would have been as, because they were our regulator. And yeah. then they came and joined us. So, so there's, there the, the length and the longevity of, of tenured staff has been the key to the success, I believe of the organization. And that's why I think it's sad that too many people I'm, I'm worried about where is the word legacy going to be in 10 years with this next group of millennials coming along that move from job to job to job and don't really not, I'm not saying they all don't, but so many of them don't have the, the appreciation nor the DNA, honestly, to understand what it means to leave a legacy and to be loyal and stay somewhere longer than a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so it, it worries me to, to yeah. see where we are headed.
1: Well, Carol, I, I guess part of my question would be, I mean, we are in unprecedented times um, right now and, and your industry is just, it's never been through anything like this, at least not in our lifetimes. And, and to look at this and say, how do you leave a legacy to be proud of? Um, it becomes increasingly more difficult to do that when, when, mm-hmm. I mean, you're having to face so many issues right now of uh, you're open and then you're closed and then you're open and then you're closed. And then, you know, we've got friends who, who are bar owners that, that serve like maybe some tapas finger food type deal, but 50% of the revenue is definitely not in the food area. So they, now they're shut down and they're losing their life savings and they are really struggling and, and how how can you focus on leaving a legacy when that legacy might not exist due to everything that's happening right now?
0: You know, it's funny that you asked that because I think in times of a crisis is when you leave a legacy. Mm -hmm. I think when the, when the the ship is floating perfectly straight ahead and all oars are in the water, you know,
3: Mm
0: -hmm. life is great. I think legacies are built during times of crisis. And I can tell you we're building We're adding on to our legacy right now. And again, like I said, anything I say today is not about me. It's about the team. Mm -hmm. But we are building, I think, the most incredible legacy that we could. I I, I thought the repeal of the alcoholic beverage surcharge would always go down as one of the greatest um, legacies of the association. And it still will. Many people don't even know what it is anymore. Mm -hmm. But but this crisis, um, you know, we've dealt with here comes a hurricane. Well, we open the door and we pull out the playbook Yeah, and, and now here's, you know, an oil spill. Well, we've done that too. So yeah. let's get yeah. that playbook yeah. and, yeah. and, and then, Oh, it's algae bloom and Zika. Okay. Well, we've got that one. Let's, yeah. you know, I opened the drawer guys and there was no playbook that said COVID. Right. And yeah. there, and there wasn't one that said pandemic. Right. And so every day, and and this is why I come back to and, and I want to say this to our bar owners, because we represent a lot of bars. And I think a lot of them are upset with us right now thinking that we sailed the bar like we we said close the bars, but don't close the restaurants. That's not true at all. I have probably spent just as many hours fighting for bar owners as I have for restaurants and for hotels, because here's what I think some of the the standalone bars are forgetting. Almost all of my restaurants and our hotels have bars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why would I and this team not want to fight for the bars? Because we have. But here's here's where I think we're running into the the legacy opportunities for the owners. And this, is, this doesn't have anything to do with Carol and the association. This is what I would say to those operators. Doing the right thing. Do the next right thing. Mm-hmm no matter what you are doing, whatever your day deals you, whether it's, a, you know, a great day at golf, you know, for me, it would be riding my horses, mm-hmm. or a day at the office, that's a normal day or a not normal day. Every day is going to deal you a card every day. If, if you look for it, every day is going to deal you a card that you consider could consider an opportunity. And so my Motto is do the next right thing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Jim and Brant right now, we're getting way more opportunities than one would oh, ask sure. for on a daily basis. But a lot of people did not do the right thing. Yeah, and yeah. and that's why we are where we are. Yeah. There are videos of nightclubs and bars and, and, and restaurants, by the way. But unfortunately, I think more of them got hit with bars where they were jam packed and yeah dance floors going, nobody wearing a mask, no social distancing, you know, and that's what started to unravel the, that, that comfort zone that we were starting to live in. I can tell you, and I'm saying to our restaurants, and I know this may not air for a while, so it might be outdated, but I've also learned that if we don't do the right thing, the restaurant industry and the hotel industry, guess what? We're next. Yeah. yeah. And so we, and I know that from the administration, they have no choice. We cannot let these numbers continue to go up and up and up. And so I'm saying to all of our restaurant owners, not only do the right thing, but take it up a notch. Nobody in government, this is a very conservative governor, who by the way is in my opinion, and I, I sit on both national boards, as you know, for hotels and restaurants, I deal with 49 other colleagues. We have the most amazing governor of anywhere in the country who has handled this incredibly well. Philosophically, he's very conservative, so mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be the one to mandate gloves and temperature taking and masks. He's letting local government do what they see fit. However, we're asking that our members mandate it on themselves because we have to do the next right thing. And yeah. the next right thing is to to do everything we can to keep our doors open and get this economic engine back on the track, because fifty percent, we are not making any money. yeah, <laughs> we're we're just we're just holding steady. I mean, every one of our members, most all of our members, are on life support. Trust me, fifty yeah. percent. It is not. Well, there's tough. no cash cow. Right. So, so if we do the next right thing, then maybe we'll be at seventy five percent, and then a hundred percent. But if we don't, then we're going to be sitting where the bars are, and that's going to be sh- back to shut down yeah, again. It, and I just and nobody I, wants to see that. I
1: think it's hard. I mean, that's that's part of it. So for you know every. Every bar owner that that did do the right thing, they did do the social distancing, yep. they did mandate yep. masks. Um, they're being punished by exactly. you know the others who who haven't, and that's I think that the pill that's hard to swallow yep. um, because yep. it's their lifeblood, as you know. I mean, I it, agree. these operators are are saying this is you know, I don't, I don't have a plan B. (laughs) This is, this is uh, everything to me. And now our hands are tied and we can't do the things. And they look across the street and see that there might be a restaurant across the street and they're serving alcohol and they're doing all those things that it's like, well, that's exactly what I was just doing, but somehow I get punished and they don't. Um, and that's, that's the hard part. And that's where I I think the legacy piece (laughs) becomes really difficult because what What's left for them to do to stand up and squawk to be the squeaky wheel for them to, you know, we had a, a, a somebody say, if I create an autonomous zone around my bar, does that right. mean I can do whatever I want to do? Because right. what else, yeah. what else are you leaving me for right. options when I am literally watching everything I worked my whole life for I know. go down the yeah. drain?
0: It 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 is genuinely heartrending, and and I I can tell you the governor himself said this to me, so I feel confident you know, that I can, can, um, say it again. And that is, you know, we have several bad apples Mm -hmm. ruining it for the good ones. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true probably in life in general. Like, I think we all know that that's, we've, we've had other things in our life where, you know, a few bad apples ruined it for everybody. And, we're dealing with that right now. So, so to, to that point, let me say this. I think one thing I believe in is don't give up on your legacy. Don't give up on your dreams and your goals because I do believe, and I hope I'm right. And obviously again, by the time this airs we'll know that once we get past this next holiday coming up this weekend, 4th of July, I'm, I'm hopeful that we will get back open again mm-hmm. because I think what happened was Memorial day hit yep. and there was a lot of partying going on. And, yep. You know, the beaches are closing Miami Dade, yep. Broward Palm beach keys. Yep. You know, we're going back to that Memorial day feel, and it's because the numbers started really spiking yep. after that. So I think the, the thought was if we don't, if we don't do something now then on the backside, July six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, we're going to be we're going to be in a really bad situation. And, and let me remind you, restaurants are not off the hook yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's we, we all we could do is tell them, obey the rules, go beyond the rules. Don't, I mean, don't mess up because a few of you are going to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, and, and that's it's a shame but that's where we are with the bars and i i hope i and i hope that they know we are fighting for them and we're hoping that we can get them back open as soon as the holiday passes and i do want them to remember be creative you know they can still sell alcohol yeah they can sell to go and when when restaurants were shut down let me tell you about some cool legacies that were built during during that time um, so Danielle Rossi, she's a, down in Fort Lauderdale. She's awesome. She turned, is she the best? She is. She turned that magnificent restaurant of hers on the ocean into a grocerant.
3: <laughs>
0: and so, you know, here we were shut down. You couldn't go in. You couldn't sit down, but you could take out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage these bar owners to think outside of the box. You know. Yep. Just because they can't physically come into the facility, which restaurants couldn't either you know a month ago, yes, then think about what could you do that might keep your name alive, keep your legacy alive, keep you keep you out there, do something different. You can sell alcohol to go, yeah, so is there a theme that you can come up with, something that you could advertise, tell people to come by support your local bar owner while we're going through this time mm-hmm. and build your own legacy. Yeah, And I think that that would be my encouragement to them.
2: You know, it probably is dependent on uh, I think the establishment and all the work that you do and trying to impact and influence people to create an environment where, you know, people can still take advantage of going in and, and getting the goods and the services and whatever. But You know, I know you're up in the panhandle up in Tallahassee. You travel a lot more in the state than Brant and I do. But Brant's over in Cocoa Beach. I'm here in Orlando. I can't tell you the number of times that the business, the restaurants, the bars, to me, a lot of them are doing a great job. But then you look at the customers, right? Like we're part of the problem because a lot of people are not social distancing. They're not wearing masks. Even sometimes when you see clearly on the doors that there's a sign and people aren't using any of the uh, hand sanitizer. So, you know, I know that there's a national scream right now that if you just put on the mask, we can knock this thing down pretty quick. So, you know, all the work that you're doing to leave a legacy, you know, with with businesses in general, you know, you got to use some common sense as a human, Just, just, you know, if you go, go partake, go do takeout, dine in if it's available, but don't don't be a jack wagon and not wear the mask and and sit right beside somebody. I think it's, you know, I'm not trying to throw people under the bus. It's just, it isn't all bad business, right? It's, you got a few bad apples maybe, but I think people in general just have to think differently about right now.
1: And then, and this thing would be gone. Let's, I yeah. think it's the stakes that are high, All right, That's the reason that yeah. this is so crazy is because if this was like, hey – you know, if you don't do this, we're gonna. You know, uh, the the tax is gonna go up by point two five percent. This yeah. is, you know, and people act like wearing a mask is asking them to lop off their pinky toe. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, mean, you know, th- this is this is not that big of a deal. Um, and and if you you know, the problem is it's been politicized, and that makes it really yeah. hard to to yep. find the truth. Yep. Yep, and, and if you follow the science, we know what works. We look at all the yep. other countries that have done this and they've done it successfully and it's like right. let's just do that for a little bit and if we're wrong, what if we're wrong, the only thing that is going to have happened is maybe the back of your ears are a little more sore than normal <laughs> because of right. the of the, hey. of the rubber band.
0: Hey. Or the makeup, because you guys don't have to deal with it. That's true. Well, well I do. That's right. <laughs> I do.
1: Jim's mascara runs <laughs> right. normally, yes but does. yes. <laughs> uh, I'm in <laughs> a band. Right. That's right. Right.
0: But, you know, to, to your point, I think one of the hardest parts is, and that's why the numbers in the 20 to 30 range are skyrocketing, um, is because that's the generation, two that's the least apt to wear. A mask, yeah, yeah, and and that's one of the things we're trying to get out and encourage. It's got to become cool to wear a mask because it's not cool right. in some of the that age bracket, and right. and then they think, as we all did when we were in that age bracket, that we're you know yep. invincible and we're right. nothing can ever ever touch us, and it probably won't, except that you take it home to that's right. someone else in the family and. And so how do you encourage them? How do you say, you know, just do the right thing. Yeah. And, and, and we will get through this. And the sooner we get through it, the sooner this state can get back on our feet. I and mean, we've lost, see, 800 and some odd, um, million in April, 700 and some odd in, uh, May. Yeah. So we're at a billion six, seven down in sales tax revenue. And, If you think about that in big numbers, you know, just that, that my friends is the hospitality industry because we are the economic engine of the state. It's why Florida doesn't have a state income tax because our industry, we have 850 miles of the most beautiful beaches and thank goodness attractions and people love to come to our beautiful state and we generate a lot of jobs, like you said. Yeah. One point five million, except sadly, nine hundred and thirty thousand of them were unemployed. So and but we're you know we're we're hiring back. But like you said, you know, the bar owners took five steps forward and ten backwards. The restaurants are about to do the same thing if they don't obey the rules. And so, you know, it's it's um yeah it's these are these are very challenging times, but they're also like I said earlier, times to build a legacy yeah. and do the right thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think Carol, like when, with, when all this first started, you know, I, I had put out a, you know, I have an immunocompromised son um, at home. And so, you know, when this came out, I, I put out this video to all of, uh, sort of uh, our followers and, and people that have seen And know either from my, my Time with, with my band or uh, As a speaker now But really talked about explaining that The reason that we're doing this is for the Least of these, um, okay. is for those That can't protect themselves, right? And if you're right, Young and healthy, right. that's fantastic, but you Have to understand that not everybody is like that And sometimes that sacrifice is needed uh, For the betterment of everybody yeah. And and I, that um, whether, whether, and I think we're seeing some that now and it and it the problem is it's being dumped, um, you know, w- the Black Lives Matter movement, all these things where people who have been oppressed for a long time are being and and you know we're being asked to do things that are uncomfortable because yeah. a lot of that requires us, um, really looking at some some ugliness uh, in our history and and f- coming face to face with it. And making some some difficult decisions. But I come back to your quote of leaving a legacy to be proud of. Is there not been a better time to actually make some changes that will leave a legacy that Mm -hmm. you can see? You can see that we've been able to turn a page and start a new chapter of something that looks different. And people don't understand that, you know, the best uh, sort of example that I read about that whole about the whole Black Lives Matter movement for me was it's like running a race and giving somebody a 200 yard head start. And then saying, well, you know, the track, everything is fine now. So, you know, it's, uh, there's no advantage. So now it's all, it's all even, but, but, they got a mm-hmm. two hundred yard head start. And unless it becomes right. unequitable on the other direction, it's actually not fair. And so yeah. trying to convince people that it, same with the all lives matter, you know, it's it's they're missing the point. Right. Um and right. and I think that we are at a time where there are some incredibly important decisions that have to be made. Okay. Um that that won't just affect us now, but it's going to affect you know, our, our kids and our kids, kids, yeah. um, and, and right. what that looks like.
0: Right. Right. I completely agree. And I'm, you know, in one of those legacies that I think people need to take a double look at before we let this train continue down this track is defunding our police. I mean, these are people that I think we, I remember growing up, we honored them Yeah. You know, my father's best friend was police chief in Orlando and I just remember, you know, it being a, a, you know, what did kids strive to do? I mean, think about it when you were in school. Like, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, a policeman, right. a fireman. I mean, I bet you those words would not be said today right. by most kids. Right. And and the legacy that many, I mean, yes, there are some bad ones. They yep. need to be gone Yeah, by far, be yep. gone and, and, and penalized for everything wrong that they do. But here we go again. A few bad apples That's just are ruining it for hundreds of thousands of amazing
1: yep.
0: officers, yep. Uh, men and women yep. that have done the right thing. Yeah, and you know, it's it's just it's a shame. I mean, like you said, we're in okay. we're in really unprecedented times. So I thought COVID was enough to deal with, and then all <laughs> yeah. of this happened. <laughs> right. You know?
1: it, I agree. Um, it's it's one of those things that even looking now. You know, with some, you're right with the bad apples, but it's how we handle what comes next you know with the sort of the the policeman's code of of protecting their own yes but there has to be a line that you draw that you say yes up until this point and if you cross right. this line sorry <laughs> that's not that right. is no longer going to be the case i mean we've seen it with, right. with pedophile priests right i mean it, there was exactly. the same exactly same scenario that was handled horribly and yep. we don't want to see that you know, replicated over and over with our police With, uh, you right. know, the, the right. just everything else that's happening right now That makes right. it incredibly hard It actually leads us to yeah. our thought yeah. That we were going to share with God. you Which is this And this, our thought this week comes from uh, Shakespeare, believe it or not From from Ju- okay. Julius Caesar And this is the quote, it's this Four step rock, number two the evil that men do lives after them, but the good is oft interred with their bones. And I, I saw this, and as I was talking to Jim about it, you know, one of the reasons that um, we chose this during this conversation with you is that sometimes... Our legacy grow actually grows by subtracting negative things mm-hmm. and not yep. adding positive things, oh, right?
3: Definitely, yeah. And absolutely. so this
1: idea that these bad decisions that that are being made right now are going to live long after maybe some of these good ones that are being tried to offset. <laughs> and so, can we make decisions? Can we subtract? You know, to me, staying home is subtracting, Mm -hmm. right? You're subtracting Uh yourself from uh, the equation and it actually is adding to the positive outcome that we are striving for. Right. Have you been in that scenario with yourself of of just sometimes you you add by subtracting?
0: Oh, many times. And if there's (laughs) anything that COVID has taught me, it's that... You know, sometimes you get so wrapped up in the not wanting to fail and working harder and harder and harder because, and and Jim, you've known me a long time. Mm -hmm. I don't play the woman card. It is not acceptable for me, but I certainly grew up and still work in the man's world. And sometimes I would, I would not be truthful if I didn't tell you that I feel like maybe I have to work twice. Maybe I do this twice as hard Mm -hmm. and, and and so what has happened as a result of covid is you know what i'm i am not i'm not going to travel the way i've always traveled i am i realize that i stopped and smell to smell the roses a little bit in yeah. being home and enjoying life here and you know I, I one day i did the math of just adding up because i i had to chuckle cuz so many of these you know webinars and so you know you get up and you throw on like okay i'm gonna tell my secret you know you put on like a lot of people workout clothes yes. and then throw on a blouse that looks like <laughs> you're professional but really i have on workout clothes and tennis shoes or flip right. Oh, yes. uh, we know <laughs> now jim you can get away with that but you know if i ever went to a podium like that it would be <laughs> exactly and so i did the math and i'm like you know i it, an average day is because, you you know, Jim, I'm, I mean, like a lot of people, I'm on an airplane on the road every week, yeah. almost every week. And it's like an hour to get ready, 45 minutes to the airport, got to be there an hour to two hours ahead. Yeah. Then it's, oh, Tallahassee, you have to go through Atlanta to go anywhere, even to go to Miami, to go to my own state. I got to go through Atlanta. So yep. I've got three to four hours <laughs> flight time, get a cab, hour to the hotel you know, there's like seven hours to eight hours before I even sit down in a meeting. Yeah. Like how much sense does that make? Like that just, and and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I've been so, I have never worked. Most people will say the same. I've never worked so hard as I have through COVID. But one of the things is it's allowed me the freedom of working remotely and from home sure. and, you know, and not having to be in an airport, in the hotel and, you know, in a cab and all the things that we do normally. And that's not to say I'm not going to travel, but it's not necessary. We've all found out that Zoom actually works, yeah. you know, yeah. and, it's, and it's really okay. Um, so, yes, that's, you know, there's, there have been a lot of things that you can find that you can take off of your, like what you were saying, things that we take things away to make things better, not add, because I spent, I think, most of my career feeling like I have to do more, more. And and right now, you know what, more is less. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that's, and and the other thing that that hit me when you said that is, there's this saying that I read the other day, it was like, you know, if you, if you tell the truth, it becomes part of your past. Mm -hmm. But if you lie, it becomes part of your future. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that it's something that if people could live by, you know, you who wants to live every day worrying about, you know, God, I told a lie yesterday. So now I have to get up tomorrow morning and face it. And then the next day I have to face it. You know, it's nice to to again, go to bed. Put that day behind you. Know that you did the best you can do. Feel good about it. Close that chapter wake up the next day and start fresh. Brant, do you
2: think Carol knows that she's only allowed one awesome thought in a show? (laughs) She's over the quota. (laughs) Too many many truth bombs (laughs) over here.
3: No kidding.
2: You know, it's funny because I'm the same way when I first saw this thought. Um, You know, I I love it because I I think you could take out some things, some behaviors. In in my world, it was probably – more people. I've had some negative people in my life, and you know, they, they probably were steering me in the wrong direction, and, and that had a negative effect. And just by, for lack of better words, carving them out of my world, out of my orbit, I had a completely different disposition. And now, you know, yeah. personally, professionally, financially, spiritually, I'm in a much better place. And I believe that will help me lead to a better legacy if i can tie back into yours but you know one of the 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 public voices that you hear a lot right now with everything going on is mark cuban and and only you know i quote him only because the one thing he's talking about especially with businesses is he's saying that how companies are going to treat their their environment their stakeholders particularly their employees especially during that pandemic, that's how they're going to be remembered perhaps for decades. So, yep. you know, while this is going on and, and we're trying to do the right thing as we've talked about already, you know, they also have to be as mindful as they can, whether they're having to let people go or furlough or or just let people know this is what it's going to require for us to survive, but we're going to come back. Um, I think a lot of businesses are are trying to do the right thing, like you said, the next right thing, but some of them, you know, they're really showing themselves. They were probably already like this by just making quick, you know, maybe tough decisions, but also the type of decisions they already made in the past where they maybe weren't as very pro-employee. And I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. when I'm talking about cutting out these negative behaviors and things, I wonder if just a, a few small minor things that a business could do to cut out. And again, not adding anything on, don't spend any more time, energy, money, effort, whatever it is, but just carve out the negative. This is, to me, if this is the universe resetting itself, this is your chance to come out of this thing, you know, like a rock star if you wanted to, yeah. and just get rid exactly. of some of that bad stuff that perhaps you've done in the past. I don't, I don't yeah. know. That might be a little too grandiose, but do you think at all in those terms?
0: Absolutely, I think you just said something. I'm actually writing it down because I'm going to. Steal Boom!
2: Now it. I've got two that, thoughts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that the the universe resetting itself. If you really stop and think about that, you know whether we liked it or not, we had no choice. You yeah, know, we yeah, woke up yeah. one day. Who would have ever at Christmas? Like when y'all were sitting around Christmas yeah. with family and having a great time. And if somebody had given you that crystal ball, thank goodness we don't always have that. And it would have said, you know, in 60 days, literally the world's going to almost come to a complete – the world, not yeah. just the state, not just the city. I mean we're used to that with a hurricane. You know, a whole section of our state comes to a complete shutdown. But like the state, the country, the world, yeah. like who could, who could have wrapped their mind even, around even that? Even
2: 9-11, which, you know, for yeah. four or five right. days we were all shut down. But that came back right. afterwards. Came Very back.
0: Great. Really quick. In fact, I was sharing with um, somebody the other day, you know, Governor Jeb Bush was our governor then. And I remember the meeting and he said, look, you know, we're going to we're going to pump a lot of our reserve money into marketing and advertising. We're going to get people back in airplanes, back flying and back in our hotels and back in our restaurants. And by golly, if Florida wasn't one of the first states to bounce back because he had that ability to say it's safe, it's good, come we're, you know, we'll take care of you. Well, we can't really. I mean, we don't know what we're dealing with. We're right. dealing with some invisible monster right, right now right. that we don't even know what we're doing. De- like I, I still can't wait to see back and see what what history will teach us. Like, yeah. Well, when it hits eighty five degrees. Yes. Supposedly it dies. Right. Well if so, why does anybody right. in Florida it's excuse right. me, but it's ninety eight degrees here. Right. That's right. Why does anybody and I mean in the morning we're over eighty five. Like, why does anybody in Florida have it? Yeah. And it just it it really is um gonna be very interesting to see, you know, what 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 we look back and reflect on this, but I think you've hit you've hit on something. I think the most important is that for people to find something positive that COVID did to you. And I know that's hard. Some people have lost loved ones in this. Some people have lost their entire livelihood. I mean, everything, but you know, we, we got to keep, there is a tomorrow, you know, and we have to keep looking forward to the future And is there something that anybody I would challenge people to find something positive? Like I said, I mean, for me, it was that I actually have, been able to stay home a little bit and yeah. enjoy being home, yeah. and Lord knows Walt's enjoyed it. He's not driving this <laughs> Daisy all over the countryside, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, uh,
1: we uh, what I've learned thus far, Carol, is that COVID pretty much uh, loves the beach and likes to drink, and so that right. to me, it's pretty much a spring That's breaker, right. right? Is that right. not so how it's close behaving?
0: Our beaches, yeah, close our beaches and close our bars. What? Right.
2: What? I right. am COVID. That's exactly <laughs> it.
1: Well, I, and I
2: no. think. Maybe this this uh, thought really ties into yours, and we can we can sort of wrap up here. I think you, when, when you really dissect, you know what uh, what Shakespeare is saying. That he's such a crazy linguist, but if you sit there and really study, um, it, it's rare that you even hear about the good things that people do these days, right? It's, you know, especially in the media, you know, doing good things. It, it's I guess it's expected, but it's just not as exciting. It doesn't last that long, but I think part of leaving a legacy is really reminding others uh, of Mm -hmm. someone else's legacy and reminding people that, that they're doing good. And, and, you know, I guess I just wanted to wrap up a little bit more that I just think your legacy is unbelievable. I know you fight hard for the state, you fight hard for employees and businesses and, uh, and, you know, you, your influence does go outside of Florida. Like I know, A lot of the present CEOs of a lot of the state organizations, and I know you are held in high regard over at the National Restaurant Mm -hmm. Association as well, and just the things that you do are fantastic, and and we can't thank you enough for, for one, being here, but just keep fighting the good fight and and keep pumping out the information because people do need to hear some of the good in the world these days
0: well i I appreciate those kind words. I certainly am humbled by them and and appreciate your friendship and you know we I'm, we've talked a lot about you know I call it my three l's leadership loyalty and leaving your legacy and and mm. I think that um, you all have done that yourself you know I've admired Jim you for years and um, and you know I cannot wrap this up without without leaving one last final thought that i want to challenge you to help us with and that is that we all know that november elections are around the corner and no matter who you're going to vote for there is an issue on the ballot that would have been terribly challenging for an industry prior to covid but now i will tell you that it will be catastrophic and that is amendment two that will raise minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour and jim that's a probably a whole nother podcast but um, I want people to think about that because mm-hmm. um, I have hundreds of members now telling me, Carol, if that happens, there's no way. There is no way. I, I'm. I can't even. I can't pay the bills now. Yeah. And so yeah. one of the things I've tried to share with a lot of people asking about it is, you know, maybe for the first time in many years, I've seen some reporters that have finally said, you know. You know what? The employer is really important here because without an employer, we don't have employees. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And if we have no employees, they don't get eight dollars an hour, five dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour. And so, like I said, I know this is probably for another day, but um, one of the legacies that I hope that this this industry can can leave is that we we will be better off in 2021 than we were in 2020 but i'm afraid if that passes we won't be so yeah. you know we're going to fight fight that good fight as well so but i thank you both of you for this opportunity and i hope that some of this information can get out before it's it's too late because i i do want our uh, our good bar owner friends to know we're fighting for them too
2: yeah We will definitely make sure that, you know, first off, a lot of the information that we said is going to be in the show notes. We'll push a lot of people there, but, uh, you know, try and, and, and two things, try and get the episode out sooner rather than later, um, because it is very relevant. Everything we talked about is very, very relevant right now, but also it's timeless. I think the things that we talked about with leaving a legacy and, and Brandt, the Shakespeare quote that we used, you know, trying to look for you know, maybe removing some negative things in your life that could be part of our collective right. reset. I love um, that. And, and maybe before we that go, Carol, where, where would you want people, if they want to stay connected to you or just find out more information perhaps about FRLA, where would you like sure. us to send them?
0: To our website, which is uh, www.frla.org, frla.org. We're Perfect. easy to find. My email is there. All of my staff emails Um, and, and I, and I will say we are about to launch, you know, one of the things I've been asked by many, um, leaders is what are you going to do to help build consumer confidence? We're about to launch our seal of commitment program, which you will find on our website. And that is where, uh, we will come in and do our, the standard state mandated training and the COVID training. And you earn a seal of commitment telling the consumer you have gone above and beyond Mm. the, Call of Duty, and you can use it in your marketing, in your advertising, on your door, windows. Um, and it's launching this week, in fact. So awesome. look for the Seal of Commitment program coming.
2: All right. We love it. We love love it. it. Well, you're a rock star. Thank you so much. And uh, I know you've got a lot on your docket today, and we know how busy you are. But uh, we're really thrilled that you spent a little time just giving us some leadership nuggets.
0: It was wonderful. Thank you all so much. And I'll look forward to seeing you soon, I hope.
2: You got it. Let's hope so. In person. We'd love
0: that. Rock on.
1: Hey rockstars, thanks so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe so you don't ever miss an episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in having Brant
2: or me or both of us speak at your event, we both used to be exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers. But now it's just me. Brant is on his own. So to hire Brant, good luck getting a hold of him. For me or both of us, contact us directly at thoughtsthatrock.com. Until next time, rock on. on.
4: Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the Cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a -a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to StoicismPod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.